0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen, and with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex.
1: I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington.
2: Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks.
3: That's all we need.
2: We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon
4: happy new year this is i want your flex you can hit me dan buyer up at dan buyer on fox Harmon not with us today he'll be back on friday for your week 18 rankings and what will be a crazy week because there's gonna be a lot of benchings to sort out but uh, we'll get that squared away with you you likely did not have uh do not have a championship game in week 18 but if you do hopefully we'll help you out there obviously a lot of daily events going on daily fantasy wise coming up in week 18 so that's what we're going to kind of prep you for our executive producer is ryan bershinger he is here with me this is kind of a uh i don't know a a post-mortem on what was week 17 of a fantasy football season that came to a close for many and i guess the hangover that still may be there considering there was no monday night game because of the new year's holiday everything ended on sunday night But as this podcast is being launched on a Thursday and we record it on a Wednesday... I'm still feeling hangovers for some of my leagues. I had to watch today where CeeDee Lamb is scoring a 92-yard touchdown against the Lions on the NFL Network, and CeeDee Lamb was on my team knowing my emotions that I watched live Ryan Bershinger to not knowing the outcome of my championship game, which I was defeated. Just much different feelings coming off of a championship weekend that I think many of us have.
5: Yeah, it was a really weird championship weekend, and I think you're the prime example as to why. Uh, I think a lot of games were not necessarily decided on Saturday night, but you uh, after what C.D. Lamb did, you went into Sunday either feeling fantastic or feeling awful, and it really, it really uh, uh, guided the tone that you would feel through those ten morning games on on Sunday, and then trying to navigate it through to eventually having the the Packers Vikings be the game that decides it. Which um, I I don't know how many people had pieces of that game in yeah, their in their championship game. Um it, What was interesting is that in in my main league, the champion. Uh, did have Jordan Love but I think he was already up by a couple points going into the night game so it didn't matter the the I think you know what he was up by a good amount he had Jordan Love but the opponent had Justin Jefferson and there was a possibility sure um and it it didn't go that way at all um and as a packer fan great great work yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done
4: really well done for the yeah. packers uh the jared hall experiment uh, lasted for a half that's a completely mm-hmm. different conversation for another day uh, by the way i said that kevin o'connell was setting up jaron hall to succeed where if they were to win that game that this could be mm-hmm. the opportunity for jaron hall to wrestle the starting job mm-hmm. and it lasted 30 minutes yeah. <laughs> and and it and so Kirk Cousins back in Minnesota in my mind much more of a realistic option for 2024 as if you would have asked me last week at this time when Kevin O'Connell named Jaron Hall the starter because now the Vikings are going back to Nick Mullins but that is what I expected by the way I don't think anybody played Jaron Hall I would hope maybe in a super flex league I don't know that could be that could be the scenario but yeah there just there weren't there weren't a lot of people who were resting their fantasy championships on Justin Jefferson uh, probably had tempered expectations even though you took him you know, high in your draft or maybe traded for him at some point. But there's also just quite the possibility, Birch, that people who drafted Justin Jefferson – didn't make it to their championship game because mm-hmm. of the issues that he had this year with his injury.
5: Yeah, and, and that wouldn't surprise me. The the My league, um, Justin Jefferson was in the championship game because he was traded for. It, it, that was sure. not the team that drafted him. Uh, in guillotine, where I had Justin Jefferson, I had, I had picked him up uh, a little bit before... He returned from his injury, so yeah. I, I it's and
4: you finished where in guillotine second. So there, I mean, second. second. Yes, <laughs> yeah. with
5: five, was it near death experiences? That's that's correct. That's <laughs> that's correct. Two of those uh, were uh, on the final play. I was <laughs> I needed one more thing to happen on the last drive of the Monday night game, and it did happen. And that's how I got out of last place both of those weeks, and then ended up taking second.
4: I I played a fantasy championship game. And the only reason why I'm telling this story is not because you guys care about my fantasy team, um, because I know you don't. But I think <laughs> that there are similar things that 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 pop up because when you lose the fantasy championship game like I did, you second guess. Mm-hmm. You second guess your roster. You know your starting lineup decisions. What what you did. I'm second guessing a trade that I was gonna do four weeks ago and I didn't do, and I did a another trade that ended up not being the case. But you have to take a step back, and we normally do, and just realize that's the fun of fantasy football. Fantasy football is fun when it comes down to the Monday night. You're talking about your guillotine leagues. The 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 hand wringing I played Evan Ingram over Isaiah Likely, which I just I thought was a better play. Honestly, especially with CJ Bethard as the quarterback, I thought there's going to be options. They'll be able to score against the Panthers. Mm-hmm. I think that could be a really good game for Evan Ingram. And he was much more involved than Isaiah Likely was. Mm-hmm. But Isaiah Likely's two receptions both went for touchdowns and yep. was would have been an easy start and an easy upgrade you know, over a certain amount of points. And I, I, I lost a close game by about four or five points, the opponent that I was playing didn't have Christian McCaffrey for the fourth quarter. Mm. So you're thinking at some point maybe he scores that touchdown. Maybe you know so, so some of that stuff balances out, but it does make the it it when you sit back again, three or four days later, yeah, probably still takes you off. It's probably gonna take you off for a while. But you know, at some point, all of these emotions are the reason that we play and the reason that it's fun. And um, yeah, I just it's I, I think that there's such a hangover. I have Josh Allen and have held him over for the last couple of years, well, of course a Buffalo Bills quarterback is not going to win a, a title. It's not going to happen. Second straight year I lost in the championship game, my quarterback both years, Josh Allen. So <laughs> fittingly enough, <laughs> that's that's the Buffalo Bills theme heading over to my fantasy squad. But yeah. I, I do think people still have the hangover from from maybe what happened. And if you won your league, Man, are you riding that high? Mm-hmm. Like that this thing continues into week 18 where you're going to watch football knowing that it doesn't matter and you're going to be like, "Hey, awesome. I got first place. I got all this cash. I got all this trophy. I've got bragging rights." There is the flip side of it, which I wish I was on this year but I'm not, <laughs> where I think that you ride this wave of excitement in winning your fantasy League. I, I I don't know if you won any leagues this year, Bursch, but th- there is something that you can carry on for a while.
5: Absolutely, yeah. Not not this year. Uh, no no titles this year. But um, I've I've been on the winning and losing end of championship games in my in my time, and uh, it is it is truly incredible. I I remember very clearly. Uh, I think my first championship game that I got to in my main league was in in twenty thirteen, and. Um, in that game, I decided to start Randall Cobb over Roddy White, and this was the year where Randall Cobb came on really strong in the second okay. half of the season, and and suddenly by the end of the season, he's a startable receiver in fantasy. It was his, his breakout season, um, and Roddy White, who was like my second or third round pick that year, in the middle of the season, really started to, to tail off a bit, and um, we get to the championship game, and uh, let me. I pulled it up here. Uh, Roddy White went <laughs> 12 for 141 in a touchdown. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> uh, and Randall Cobb, I don't have uh, his numbers in front of me, but it was not that. And uh, I lost by that difference. And that night, I saw one of my friends, and this was the day before Christmas, uh, and <laughs> it was, it was uh, the 23rd. And uh, uh, I saw one of my friends who's in that league, and he looked at me as if, like, I, uh, you know, I was responsible for a, a serious injury to my pet. Like you, <laughs> he, he looked at me, he's like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like I he waited for me to address it and the second I did he's like, "Yeah, I, I just I don't know, you got it. You got to go with the guys who got you there. You just got to <laughs> you got to stick with the guy." And I'm like, "Yeah, but Randall Cobb did get me there." Like, did your
4: Packer <laughs> fandom fall into any of this? A little bit. A yeah. little bit.
5: But I do remember clearly that Cobb was ranked higher in rankings coming into that week. Because okay. of the way that the trajectory had gone for for guys, but um yeah, that was like the best game Roddy White had had in a month. And uh yeah, so those are the kind of mo- that was 10 years ago. Uh so those are the kind right. of the moments that will stick with you. Uh when you lose a championship game in dramatic fashion, you're not going to forget it.
4: I was playing a buddy and this is in 1997. <laughs> and okay, this was a this was a Thursday night game. It was the first game of the championship week and I'm playing my roommate in college. And the game was Oilers at Bengals. Mm-hmm. And I had Eddie George on my team and going up against the Bengals. Well, that game is known as the Corey Dillon game. (laughs) Corey Dillon had 39 (laughs) carries for 246 yards and four touchdowns. (laughs) Now, I don't think I was going up against Corey Dillon in that game, but I just know that I had Eddie George. And having my roommate laugh every time Corey Dillon was running up and down the field, because Eddie George wasn't a a pass-catching running back. and. He had five carries for eleven yards on that day, with a long of seven. And so for three hours, my college roommate just laughed at me and how bad my team. I ended up obviously losing, but Eddie George is one of my bigger players. But you're so excited for that Thursday night game, and it's known as the Corey Dillon game. But I just remember the Corey Dillon game for what Eddie George did not do. So you, you'll you'll always have those those memories. Thirty nine carries, like now that, that sounds yeah. crazy nowadays. Yeah. Um, one other point I do want to bring up, and then we're, we'll we'll get into some of the stuff that's happening with Week 18 rosters. I did play in a third-place game, and here's the funny thing about the third-place game. The third-place game only matters if you win. It only right. matters if you win because you downplay it. You don't care about it. It doesn't matter to you. Mm. Even if it's your only third-place game, like if it's the only thing that you've got going, you're just kind of like, whatever. It's a third-place game. Mm. But if you win it, you're like— well, I want my third place game. Yeah. Like there is a there is a silver lining to that. So if anybody poo-poos third place games, I, I've I'm always been in favor of it. I am a fan. You get At least a little something from it it's a reason to keep you interested even though you're not locked in it does help a little bit of the wound from losing in the previous week so i am all for third place games and i think in the end if you win that's the time it matters otherwise it doesn't matter at all
5: (laughs) i did i did win a third place game and it does it, it feels nice especially like in every in in many leagues i've been in third place gets money back Gets the, gets oh, the buying back, and so I got that's that's my hundred dollar league too. So I'm like, yeah, I, and I. It's like you didn't even yet, spend so. it. It's yep. like you got a hundred bucks, yep, so right? I, I got to yeah. play for free. This is the first season of the dynasty, and I'm like, all right, here we go. This is good. I get a, a nice uh, a free start to the dynasty. I'll, I'll take
4: it. <laughs> the only thing that I've wasted was hours and hours of my of my time. <laughs> it's the only <laughs> thing that cost me. Personal relationships and friendships also went by the wayside. Yeah. But I got my money back in the third place <laughs> game. No, I'm still. I am all for the third place game. All right, we're going to dive into some of the uh, the scenarios that are popping up because it is going to be a crazy week 18. Get your prep for those. He's Ryan Bershinger. I'm Dan Bayer. Again, Harmon will be back on tomorrow's episode. And then just another programming note: once the regular season ends. We go down to one episode a week so because we'll be talking about the playoff games and then the matchups ahead. You will not be getting multiple episodes during the week. We had a little different schedule this week because of the New Year's holiday, uh, because of the college football games. But, uh, yeah, once week 18 starts, this will be the last week where you'll get multiple episodes. We'll give you an episode a week all the way uh, leading up to the Super Bowl and then um, have one after the Super Bowl, getting you set for next year in fantasy and whatnot. So you'll want to stay tuned to that. He's Ryan Bershinger. I'm Dan Beyer. Again, Harmon not here. But Bersh and I will be back to take a look at some week 18 changes next year on I Want Your Flex.
1: I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States.
0: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court, and what's next. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Welcome back. It is I want your flex. I'm Dan Byer. He's Ryan Bershinger. No Mike Harmon today. Harmon will be back with his rankings and hot plays and so much more tomorrow. Of course, you can hear Mike on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weeknights here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, let's get into some week 18 stuff because there's a lot going on. And let's start with game number 1, the Ravens benching Lamar Jackson against the Steelers while well, the Steelers have everything to play for in this scenario. Tyler Huntley's going to start for the Ravens. I still think that Baltimore I I still think that Baltimore can put up quite an effort against Pittsburgh. If if I'm looking at plays, I want to see what John Harbaugh does with the running back situation, but I wouldn't shy away from everybody on the Ravens just because Lamar Jackson isn't playing in this game because I don't think Pittsburgh's defense is strong enough to keep the Ravens in check. So I do think that there could be plays... On the Ravens, just depending on who plays or not, even if Lamar Jackson is sitting.
5: Yeah, no, I could see that, especially young guys like Zay Flowers and Isaiah Likely. You, you you want them to still get some reps in, Likely especially, because he, he really has only played half the season. I, I think it's a, a good way to to ease them uh, into the postseason play. And for, for the Steelers, I, I think that their run game is—we saw the run game go off against the Seahawks last week, which is really, uh, really surprising— um, uh, both Surprising
4: have, on the Steelers' side of things, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Seahawks, what a mess. Yeah,
5: <laughs> <laughs> another another day. Uh, but yeah, because of that, I think that both Harris and, and Warren are are startable. I, I still don't really like any pieces of their passing game, but I, I no
4: Pickens, not after the last two weeks. I mean,
5: yeah, I guess uh, Pickens is hitting home runs, and and the fact that they're gonna have to try. Um yeah, I, I yeah, Pickens is startable. Yeah, I think so. I
4: think I think so as well. I, I am a bit frustrated that I did not start him when I needed to start him in certain spots. But again, why would you? Why would you start George Pickens considering the season that they had and then for <laughs> how many quarterbacks that they went through? But if you are playing in week eighteen, a daily fantasy may be difficult because his mm-hmm. value could be, you know, a lot higher. I don't know if you want to go down that road. But again, Pittsburgh does have something to play for. Baltimore does not. If the game turns a certain way um, could certain uh, meaning Pittsburgh has the lead and Baltimore's out of it? Baltimore may just wave the white flag and say we want to move on, and then Pittsburgh could have their way. But yeah, your your point about Harrison Warren being plays, I think, are legit. The nightcap, obviously, everything to play for with the uh, Texans and Colts. The Texans continue to be a bit banged up. Could be a huge game for Nico Collins. C.J. Stroud expected to uh, to be fine and start, but Noah Brown and Robert Woods haven't been practicing at all. Uh, I, I actually like the Texans to win this game, Birch, mm-hmm. Um, But if you can, yeah, if you can play guys in this game, I think you're going to want to. I do think we're going to see points in that matchup. So the Nico Collins is the Devin Singletarys, the Jonathan Taylor's, and all that, all playable. And honestly, the quarterbacks. I'd rather play Gardner Minshew than half of the backups that are obviously going to be playing in garbage right. time um, in this matchup. So Gardner Minshew becomes a decent play in Week 18.
5: Yeah, I agree 100. That was I, I was going to say that that I think Minshew is is a great streaming option if you've got a pivot from guys like Brock Purdy or Lamar Jackson. Uh, th- th- I think this is a, a a great opportunity. Would
4: you be offended if anybody called you a little ass guy? <laughs> Did you see that Max Crosby Gardner Minshew yes. clip? <laughs> I, there there are things that I. I hate and we've talked about it on this podcast don't call me boss especially at the drive through don't call me boss I hate being called big guy uh-huh. what's up big guy yeah like bleep you yeah you know like yeah. who the hell are you to say that I have a name I just the the things that just so little ass guy by the way completely did not bother Gardner Minshew. Yeah. And, you know, he said, like, you know, I may be a little guy here, but not a little guy, all the, you know, all the time. <laughs> but I, uh, of course, handled it in only the, the Gardner Minshew ways. But uh, I just, uh, boss is the worst. <laughs> i just can't stand it i can't stand it at all
5: what's funny about boss is that when when somebody calls you boss it they'll do it like eight times in that interaction <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> that's when i worked at subway i had a couple co-workers who would do that and as they're making the person's sandwich every ingredient they they put a boss on I, it.
4: I also feel like it's someone who is between the ages of 17 and 22 telling an elder making it seem like they are showing respect yet trying to be cool but yet then trying to be better than that other person like there's this it's this weird psychology it's like this three level like three different levels of when you call someone boss and that's what i think goes through their mind is they're like not only am i gonna look cool this guy is gonna think that i think that he's better that he's a you know he's a boss but I am actually better than him and everybody else because I'm calling him boss. (laughs) That's how I think it plays out in my mind. Uh, I'm not sure. Rams and and Niners. Rams aren't playing anybody. Cooper Cup out. Matthew Stafford out. Aaron Donald's not going to play. Kyron Williams is not going to play. So you don't have to worry about those options there. Maybe you want to look for some Rams running backs. The Niners situation – I think, could be fruitful because we know they're running backs. Mm-hmm. We know Elijah Mitchell. We know Jordan Mason. You know, And even if I'm San Francisco, I don't even know how much I want to play Elijah Mitchell right. if he's going to be the backup because now you would just – Christian McCaffrey's got his calf injury. Maybe Jordan Mason ends up being a guy for the 49ers.
5: Yeah, I, I think the ceiling is higher with Mason there. I, I think the, the logical choice is to go with Elijah Mitchell. But if you're looking for a big spark – yeah, I, I definitely think that Mason feels like the guy who might actually get a bulk of the workload for the exact reasons you're saying, that that they might want to also protect Elijah Mitchell because he has an injury history as well. So,
4: Staying uh, in that division, uh, we could talk about the Seahawks here. The, they, they are good. They are playing for something. They need a Packers loss, though, if they want to make the postseason, but... The Cardinals coming off of their win against Philadelphia, normally I would say let down City, mm-hmm. coming off of a big road win against a team when you're Arizona. I don't know if Arizona is building something, but I do think that they've are now they they've now rebounded from rock bottom. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they hit rock bottom entering the season. I think they have done it now, and now you're starting to see the rebound. You're starting to see them play better, and I think any Arizona Cardinal that you could play against Seattle is a very smart play in Week 18.
5: I, I like that too, especially since the Cardinals are kind of in that territory where I, they can't necessarily, I mean, of course they can improve their draft position, but with how like quarterback heavy the top half of the first round is going to be, I think they, they could pretty comfortably still compete, and even if they fall back a spot, still be be comfortable with sure. the spot they'll be in.
4: They Again, they have two first-round picks because yeah. of the trade they did with Houston last year, so even if you are in that spot, Uh, and and needed to trade up you would have some some ammunition Mm -hmm. there the marquee game of the week is obviously Sunday night Bills and Dolphins where we don't know right now if the Bills with a win would get into the playoffs Jalen Waddle's injury situation is up in the air but I just have more questions about the Bills because I did think that they solved something and it wasn't just the Stefan Diggs Thing that was kind of hanging over the club. I thought they solved something a couple of weeks ago, but now I just wonder if it's back being the case. Like they, they turned New England over four times, scored a defensive touchdown, and only won by six. Hmm. And I understand it's Belichick, and I understand it's the Patriots, but this was the team that rolled the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago. Josh Allen just did not look like himself. Did get in the end zone twice on the ground with things. You're obviously starting Josh Allen, but just heck even for this game, for a team that I like to get to the AFC championship game just a few short weeks ago, the Buffalo Bills are kind of back to playing their old ways. You're playing everybody you can from that game because, again, this one means something, and it means something for the other team. I just don't know how many uh, how high of expectations I would have.
5: I Yeah, I, I, I agree because I think that this is going to be a, – a, kind of an uglier battle because of how much it does mean to both teams. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Safan Diggs actually has a decent fantasy game this week because, and this is just kind of spitballing, but this idea of like, well, you know, you kind of want to, give him a jolt right before the postseason right like you want to reaffirm this guy who's had a real tough go of it recently um maybe you know at least just getting into the end zone even if it's you know two catches for 35 and a touchdown um i would i would anticipate a better performance from Stephon diggs even though it's been quite bad for a while bills
4: put up 48 against them in their first meeting Mm -hmm. where I, i didn't expect the dolphins to compete in that game I know we think we're going to see them up and down the field but your point of just Buffalo isn't that team anymore. Um I think they rely more on you know James Cook. Yeah, you know, I, I could be I think that if you were to just sit if you were to just sit down and say, "Oh, Josh Allen's going to run for three touchdowns, have 300 yards passing, two is going to throw for 400 yards, Tyreek Hill's going to have 260 yards, mm-hmm. Raheem Mostert's going to have like that's what Bills Dolphins seems to be or what it could be." Mm-hmm. With the stakes, I just don't, especially in Buffalo's case. I think they're probably going to be a little little tight considering the scenarios that could play out. So, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you in terms of I don't think it's going to be as much of a shootout as we think. So there, there's a little taste of your Week 18. We'll get more into it with Harmon when he comes uh, back with his rankings and hot plays. Uh, any final thoughts, Versh? Um, If you're if you're still playing this week, I'm sorry.
5: Uh, try to find ways for your league to, to maybe uh, change that up a bit. Um, but I am playing in one game this week, but it is a from last week, which is very interesting. I've never done a league like that before. But um, hopefully, you know, if you're in a standalone week-by-week thing, maybe uh, look at you having your championship in Week 17 instead.
4: Good advice. <laughs> Happy New Year. For Ryan Bershinger and Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. We will talk to you next time, getting you set for Week 18, here on I Want Your Flux.